Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's JP with the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> now back to Willard and Dibs. Now you got me with that one, Grandy. Um, gosh, we do a montage of uh, Jordan and James Wiseman. This is James Wiseman. Thank you, James. It's good to hear from you. Happy holidays. Pistons are coming soon, too, huh? The Jordan-James return parlay is in play Did over these holidays. you see the Pistons are favored today? What? Because the Utah Jazz have like eight people out with injuries or illness. And how many games have they lost in a row? 22. Are we at 22? 23? On 24. Earth. They've lost 24 in a row. The record's 26. And they're favored. I think last I checked by two and a half points. Wait a minute. How many games have they played? How do you lose 24 in a row? That's the whole season. They're 2 and 25. They're 2 and 20. So, so were they 2 and 1? They started hot. They were on fire. <laughs> They really started two and one, and they haven't won since. Good God, good God. Um, yeah, here come the Pistons. So, uh, and here come the Wizards tomorrow night. We're talking a little bit about Jordan Poole and FP Santangelo is here. We're having a whole lot of fun uh, talking and getting to know each other better here during the breaks. So much so that you might cost me my NFL pool this week. Why? Because I haven't done my picks yet, and the see, the week starts in two hours and 12 minutes. And I've got to get my picks in before 5.15, and I, I've left it till now, so that means I've only got the commercial breaks. Uh, but you and I are having too much fun talking, and I can't, uh, I can't get this thing done. I can't get it done. i got like six more, uh, six more picks. Um, I think Tampa Bay is going to upset Jacksonville this weekend. i gotta, I got to slot all these. So, uh, so we're working away on a lot of things. And, uh, and again, Trace Jackson Davis is going to join us uh, at some point uh, a little bit later on, at least an hour, hour or two from now. Um, and we're taking your calls sort of on how you would, how you would welcome Jordan Poole back. I like what you're saying. People here don't boo. And I actually like, I like that about here, but that's because I am from here. It makes sense to me. And even if they did, I don't think Jordan Poole deserves to be booed. But I would add this. I don't think we should be fake either. I don't. I don't think we should fall over ourselves welcoming him back if you don't feel that way. And a lot of Warrior fans don't. What do you think the percentage is? I was flipping coins on what to ask you right there, but what do you think the, the percentages of Warrior fans that that don't want to welcome him back? I would. Well, I want to let you answer that first. Well, what do you mean by don't want to welcome him back? They, right? I know that's that's fake. That are ambivalent to this whole thing. They don't even care he's coming back. Like what what percent that are going to give him like a golf clap that he yeah. made a bogey putt? Forty. I got I got forty percent sort of indifference. 
I got 50% are positive, and I got 10% that are like mad. Why? Don't like Jordan Poole. Why? Did you hear our previous caller? He's a bad basketball (laughs) player. Thank God they got rid of him. Well, he's having a rough day, that guy. That yeah, that's he's, true. He's probably mad about something. <laughs> no, it's, it was an honest take by him. Yep. I mean, I, I just... Because... He, why? He Was he a jerk? No, but that's sports. I think he, I think he was likable enough. It, it wasn't um, like a jerk and he dribbled the ball off his foot all season. It, he was. He won you a championship. Yeah. Yeah, but it's never... I Like, this is going to sound funny because I know you even just did a good job, I think, of detailing... Why um, or how the people inside these uniforms handle the crowd reactions is very personal. It is. But I don't think it is to the fans. I think it's very impersonal. We don't know Jordan. We don't have a personal axe to grind. But two things. One, we did not like the basketball player that he became. That's point one. Forget all of the emotional stuff. We did not. My phone, I could go back to all text messages that happened during the season last year. I bet you had this. My friends, it was a constant flow of just like, this guy's driving me nuts. So there's that. They did not like the basketball player that he became. And the second thing is, I just think that fair or foul, he was one of the central figures in a very negative off-court experience. For the whole franchise. He's one of the names you bring up when someone says, what went wrong with the Warriors last year? No, and I'm with you because if you look at the text messages between my son and I, he said, Dad, I've never seen you this pissed at an athlete before. <laughs> like, you're usually finding the good that they do. He goes, right. I've just never seen you like this. Uh, it's frustrating. We would watch games together, and it became, I started to sound like my dad. Like, you start to sound <laughs> like your father. You're like, what is he doing? Are you kidding me? Yeah. What are you thinking? There was four guys between you and the bat. What do you do? I'm screaming. I'm Italian. I talk with my hands, and I, and I yell at the TV a lot. <laughs> like, what are you doing? And my son would watch it. And usually, I don't, I don't view sports like that um, normally. So when I tell you he was, like, literally driving me crazy last year, he was literally driving me crazy last yeah. year. Just like all your text messages, my son and I would just be WTF, Jordan Poole. Like, we would just text each other that all the time. And and he and and the weird part about that is you see he was my favorite player. I would I went on uh, my show all the time and say in twenty two I'm like I, I know this is probably blasphemous around here, but Jordan Poole is my favorite warrior right now. You know even with Steph and Clay and Dre, I was like well, I love Jordan Poole. Yeah, because he's young and he was bursting on the scene, a future all star, and watch him go and this is amazing. This whole transformation and a championship, and then I would love to know the E true Hollywood story behind this whole thing, oh, dude. God. Like I want to know. Was there partying involved? Was there off the court stuff? Like, did he just like go out with his his friends every night? Did he just did, was he frowned upon in the clubhouse in the locker room? Did guys look at him sideways? Like, you're not taking it seriously. You're not working hard. You're popping off. You're cocky. Or was it just the fact that he just tried too hard? And all these things I'm I'm just spewing out there are are, are falsehoods. Like, yeah, I don't know. We'll, I don't know. We'll never know. But I, I, I and that's why it it gets left to us just kind of piecing together what our guesses are. And, but I, I I do think that. It, it, it's almost an understandable story, you know, and we've sort of pieced some of that together already. You're 22, you come into a truckload of money, you get a championship. Um, 
you probably don't think your best path forward is here and what that and and that's all understandable that builds an ego that i would bet the establishment steph clay dre look at and go dude who who are you who do you think you are but he was probably like the tambourine player of that band yeah right maybe a little more but he thought he was the future lead singer right and he thought at minimum he should be the guitarist right now right and that band looked at him and went dude dude, tap it down (laughs) like you won that title yes you helped us but we've taught you everything you, you, you also didn't win it. Like We won it because of you, and you won it because of us. And I just think there was resentment. And it led to everything. The punch is the, the, the headline. But it led to everything. It just all looked like resentment. And I know they've all, gone, they've all done a lot of work to state that that's not the case. We love Jordan. And Jordan got a bad rap. And we can't wait to bring Jordan back. And we this and we that. And it's like, okay. Okay. Yeah, but you shipped him to the wizard. Yeah, like your actions don't match that. GMs and presidents of operations, if you if you did a good job for a team, they try to put you in a really good situation. Obviously, you got to get return for a trade, and that that's big. But like they'd like to put you in a good situation. I don't, I don't know that the Wizards is a good one. Maybe for his success. Maybe cowbell. Is he playing the cowbell? Maybe. Uh- <laughs> Like he's just sitting there with a gotta have right? more cowbell, right. and then he tried no, way too hard with a cowbell, exactly last, like Will Ferrell. It's all understandable. His stomach was hanging out, well, and that's why I'm like, I don't hate the guy. I did not enjoy watching him play basketball last year, and I don't want to boo him, but I don't want to be fake. I don't want to stand up. Oh, I'm, I'm not going to shed a tear. Jordan Poole is back. I don't want to be that either. Forget we're getting robbed of Draymond playing against him. That that part sucks. I mean, that would have been fun. Not that they guard each other or anything like that. Well, can we get into that a little bit? Yeah. Next too? Oh, I would sounds, love. Yeah, to, yeah, it sounds to me because Steve addressed the Draymond thing uh, last night, and it sounds like you uh, are bubbling with some things to say. Yeah. I would love to hear them. Yeah. And we'd love to hear from you. So Cole and George and Larry. And by the way, we had a special caller call in, and I think he got impatient and he hung up. But I'm going to make him call back uh, because he's been waiting for this show. FP is here for dibs. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven is the number. We're sponsored by Consumer Cellular Free. Calls. This is Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
Now, back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. Don't fear the reaper. Take one, roll it. All right. One, two, three, four. Good reference, brother. It's good reference. We, yeah, we need some more cowbell. Although apologies to our YouTube audience, uh, they can never hear. They can't. They can't hear the music. They can't hear the music. So sorry. We're playing more cowbell right now. FP and I are not just throwing our hands in the air. Are you sure that was sounding okay? I'll be honest, fellas. It was sounding great, but I could have used a little more cowbell. <laughs> Yes. Is that, is that the greatest skit ever in Saturday Night Live history? It's strong. It's strong. Um, Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood might be the best yeah. of all time yes. Saturday Night Live history, but that's going back a ways. I don't the, Jeopardies? the Jeopardies. The Jeopardies. Right. The Jeopardies was very good. Uh, Alec Baldwin, Sweaty Balls. James Brown Celebrity Hot Tub Party. <laughs> don't forget that one. Too hot in a hot tub. Um, <laughs> if you haven't already... Make sure you subscribe to Willard and Dibs free Odyssey app or wherever you find your favorite podcast. While you're there, uh, you can do the same for the Morning Roast and Steiny and Goo and hear all of their content. Anthony Slater was on the roast today talking Niners uh, or talking Warriors and Niners legend Randy Cross was on with Steiny and Goose. So you can check that out. And again, come on over to YouTube as well and you can see the uh, the handsome man that, uh, that F.P. Santangelo is. And I don't just say that because I'm trying to butter you up. Um, I was driving around with uh, with my lady Christy, the lovely Christy, as we call her on the show earlier today, and she's like, "Oh, who's so? Wait, who are you doing the show with today?" And I said, "His name is F.B. Santangelo." She goes, "Oh, I've heard you say about that name before, sure." Like, okay, and uh, she's like, "F.B. Santangelo." Where's like so? You know what's it? And I said, "Well, obviously he's Italian." So okay, so I said, "All right, we got to do the Google image thing," and I pull the Google image. So oh. <laughs> Is that who's sliding in my she DMs said right he's now? He's a handsome guy. No, and I said, that's about enough out of that. <laughs> thank you. That's okay? Sad. Like, please. That's not what you're supposed to say uh, to uh, to the person you're dating as they're on their way uh, to go talk to you and work with you for the day. So that was uncomfortable. But dude, I've been icing my face all day. Like, I woke up this morning, and the other night after the Warriors game, let's just say I had maybe one or two too many drinks. Okay. And then you, you, you get home from the game, and it's maybe late after a couple bars you went to after the game, and you forget to take your contacts out. I wasn't that bad, but I was on the border of being that bad. You just wanted to go to sleep I wanted when to go you to got sleep. home. Yeah. I forgot to do the contacts out thing, and then I woke up this morning, and then, then, then wait, adding insult to injury, I wore them all day yesterday. After the war, I, I didn't. You never took them out. I just, well, they're yeah. in. Yeah. And now I have this big pus thing <laughs> under my eye. You look fantastic. Thanks. And You're I've been icing my face with an ice bag all morning because I woke up and it was bad. It was, it was. I texted uh, my optometrist and he's like, does it hurt? Because <laughs> I'm a hypochondriac, I'm, I'm telling you. Yeah, I'm interested that you have an optometrist in your phone that you can just text. Dude, one of the best things about, one of the biggest perks about being with a team. For ten years oh, on the East Coast, right, you make yeah. friends with all the doctors. You get a, you, and you get just text them, and then they then they prescribe things to you. You don't even have to go to urgent care. It's just like, <laughs> hey, can you prescribe me something for this? Well, that, you know, I don't mean like that, but yeah, hey, or yeah, that. Can you meet me on the street corner? <laughs> um, Steve Kerr was on with us yesterday, and uh, and we're talking about this comment when I asked him about his emotions heading into Jordan Poole's return tomorrow night. Well, number one, I'm excited for him because I know 
our fans are going to give him an enormous ovation, and he deserves that. You know, he's a champion. Uh, we don't win that championship in 22 without Jordan. Played a huge role there. He's an unbelievable success story. You know, 28th pick in the draft. Played that first year that I referenced when we had the worst record in the league, and we really threw him into the deep end. He wasn't ready and, and uh, took his lumps and then just went to work and put in so much great work and turned himself into the player that, that he's become. And, and uh, our fans, they recognize all of that, and so do all of our players and coaches. So uh, we're going to welcome Jordan back with open arms uh, on uh, Friday, and we're, we're excited to see him. Um, again, I, I, like I don't think he's wrong. I don't think he's being inauthentic. I just thought there was a little bit of – so, I mean, it's obvious that there's going to be just this overwhelming ovation, right, Warriors fans, uh, from, uh, from Steve Kerr, and I get it. I get it. Of course that's what they want it to sound like with their video tribute tomorrow night. But if a guy helps you win a championship, yes. he's forever I mean, indebted. You're forever indebted to him as a coach. No matter what role for he sure, played, that's the sure. bond that lasts forever. So none of that surprises me. And I, and I, I don't know if it's going to be the most wild standing ovation, but like I said, repeating myself, is that it's going to be a production. There's going to be the highlight video. There's going to be music. And it's going to be like, get your emotions going. You might even get teared up a little bit if you're like a hardcore Warriors fan. (laughs) And then it's going to be like, and here he is, and he's going to come out and wave to everybody, and you're going to get caught up in the moment, and there'll be a huge ovation. Huge. Um, Is this, uh, is that actually Steph's IG? So this just got sent to me. Um, Steph Curry just sent out on his IG story a picture of him with his arm around Jordan Poole and wrote, JP Hart, welcome back to the Bay 30 times 3. Those are their two numbers. Maybe they're worried about the ovation. I, see, this is, what, this is what I'm getting at when I listen to Steve. I think they're being authentic. I think they're also going to go overboard because they're really trying, they're trying to put... A, a, a narrative to this. They're trying to shape it a little bit. I get it. Um, let's hear from some peeps. Everybody wants to talk about this. 888-957-9570. And uh, let's start with uh, the guy I told you was a real special caller. Uh, let's go to Lauren in L.A., who I know is a big fan of F.P. Santangelo. What's up, uh, brother? I'm a big fan of both of you guys. How are you? I'm great, buddy. How are you? Uh, fantastic, man. Happy holidays. Um, and you, it's been too long. For for those who don't know, Lauren is not just a uh, sports radio listener in San Francisco. He's also uh, the most powerful musician in uh, in America, who is the keyboardist for how many bands? All the bands? Uh, just pick one. I probably played with them. Yeah, The Who, Chicago, <laughs> no joke now. Lauren Gold with us here on uh, 95.7 The Game. What's going on, man? Well, I'm enjoying some time off. It was a, it was a busy year. As you know, um, I was on the road all year, and uh, I'm just enjoying. I'm enjoying being home and doing absolutely nothing, and it's fantastic. What do you think about this, man? I know you're down there, but what? Uh, how would you welcome Jordan Poole back if you were in the building tomorrow? I I don't understand the hatred. Um, I would give him a nice round of applause, and you move on. I, I don't I don't get it for a second. Um, uh, it doesn't, I, you know, appreciate his time. Didn't work out. You know, see you later. Here we are. <laughs> Thank you for being here. It's really simple. You know, it comes down to those comments you guys were talking about earlier. It's like, 
people uh, post on Instagram and, and the hatred. I, I don't, I don't get it. You know, people sitting in their desk and just, just going off. It's, it's, it's hurtful and it makes no sense to me. I think what you're saying is probably the, the majority opinion. Don't you guys think? 95%. Yeah, you think so? There's that 5% angry group out there that has keyboard courage, and if they met Jordan Poole in person, they'd be like, yeah, you're my favorite warrior. But no, they're, I, I don't think... I, why would you be mad at him? Like I said, I always go to the person. Like, if he was a jerk and he said jerk quotes and he did jerk things, then I'm not... But, but if he had a bad year, he had a bad year, and he won you a championship, and that's what I choose to remember, because those things are hard. I think this, this whole region, and I've said this a million times on air, is so jaded when it comes to winning titles whether it's no. the giants 10 12 and 14 whether it's the warriors with four they come whether it's the niners yeah they come in their regions like, like the, the cubs went 108 years without a championship so we just we think parades on market street are like the macy's parade in 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 manhattan on thanksgiving day they're hard to come by so the fact that he won you that and then had an off year the next year is no reason to boo the guy um, the fact that you worked keyboard courage into a conversation with Lauren Gold is also yeah. next level. That was a mistake. That was really, really good. Uh, Lauren, you have anything you want to say about uh, Jung Hoo Lee or anything like that? I'm excited. I don't know much about him. I'm, listen, I'm excited for anything at this point. Um, <laughs> and why not take a chance, give him, give, him, give him some money, and we weren't the only team that wanted him. So I'm, I'm all in. I'm hoping for the best. Um, I think he's going to get on base a lot, and uh, let's just let's just see what he does. I just I, now I just want a lot more. I want I'm a, I want pitching. Yeah, no joke. But Laura, what were the the who concerts like versus Chicago concert? I would imagine just a little bit different, right? <laughs> I mean, I love both groups. Don't get me wrong, but like I feel like yeah. one one's a little bit different than the other. Yeah, they're they are different, and they're they're both great. Both bands are. I'm I'm, I'm the luckiest man in the world um, to be a part of two legendary bands. Um, the Who is for sure on a bigger scale um, across the board. You yeah. know, the, the the venues, the transportation, everything like the that. The wild after parties. Um, um, are we live still? <laughs> that's that's the only, I don't care about it, dude. I played for the 2001 Oakland A's. Our after parties, like, there was like Motley Crue meets baseball, and that was the best part about that season. It so. doesn't matter how old Pete Townsend yeah. is; it'll never stop, Lauren. Yes, it'll never stop. And if you guys actually saw the backstage and the writer, you would laugh your ass off. Oh, dude, it's, it's, it's nothing like you think. <laughs> oh, really? Like, what is it? Oh, yeah. What, First like, of all, what's, what, what year are we what's in? back there? Advil? Like, what's 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 back there? Dude, I want Glory Days pictures. I don't want the ones with the Walker backstage. Like, I I, I want to paint a picture of the Glory Days. Yeah, I'll send you a photo of the prunes and the juicer. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, incredible. With the coke, you got oh, there doing coke oh. with like prunes and juice. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah the strippers, the strippers and the blow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, uh, brother! You're gonna uh, you're gonna be in Vegas for the Super Bowl with the Niners, right? Oh man, wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be great? Let's go! Wouldn't that be great? Oh, I'm I'm all in. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's good to hear your voice. You too. Hey, yeah, uh, FP. We have a mutual friend in Ned Coletti. I saw him a couple times this month, and what a uh, what a great guy he is, dude. Huh? He's the best, and that's that's what how I know Lauren through Ned. Go. And Ned was telling me, I said, "Come on, the keyboard player from the Who listens to my show." And he's like, "Yeah, <laughs> Ned is a, 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 one of my all time favorites. A wonderful human being. He should be in baseball. Baseball is better with Ned Coletti in it." 
I I say the same thing. He's he's. I mean, he knows the game so well. He's so smart. I mean, I could listen to him like when every time he was on your show, I could. I could just, it gets you chills. You could listen to him forever. Dude, those are some um, of the best interviews I've ever done. Not because of anything I did, because he would give me answers, and I would forget I was on the air, and I forget I'd have to have a follow up. And every once in a while, I would just be sitting there, like almost drooling at yeah. his answers. And Lauren, the the, the the phrase I've used three times today already, maybe more, is "There's people in those uniforms," and you have to remember that. I got from Ned Coletti. And he said, with so much analytics and so much strategy going on in sports now, that you have to remember that there's people in those uniforms. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and that, that, that's, exa- that's it exactly. And I think that was, it's been forgotten lately. Um, the story of, that he told me of you guys breaking into the stick because there's, there's no cell phones and all that. I can't remember the whole story. The, the stick was, was owned by the city back up. in those days, and, yeah. and, and they, him and Brian Sabian, the story goes, hopped the fence to get to the office because <laughs> they didn't have the keys to the ball, to call me, to call my dad at, at our house in El Dorado Hills to get a hold of me to sign me as a free agent. Get out. And my dad said, somebody from the Giants called today. So Ned, uh, Brian Ned, something. Ned something. <laughs> and, and I'm like, the Giants called? I grew up a Giants fan. Stop. He's like, yeah, the Giants called today. They, they want to talk to you. I'm like, oh my. I was nervous. But they, he tells the story, and he, he, he repeats this a lot, that they, they, they wanted me. It was a Saturday or something, and the, and the candlestick was closed, and they actually, him and Brian Sabian, hopped the fence to get in to make a call to get my out. dad. I've never heard that when story. When you had home phones and no cell phones. Yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. Kind of, you know, get the f out of here. You know, it was yes. the same same kind of situation. Yeah, he's wonderful. Tell him I said hi. I, I mean, he texted me uh, two days ago when he heard I was going to be on the station and congratulated me. He's oh, one well. of my all-time favorite. I wouldn't be here talking to you or Mark without him. He, he's a big reason why I was a San Francisco Giant, if not the main reason. Yeah, he's he's just a great guy, and he's a huge Chicago fan, and he's always coming around and. Um, he's got a great book too. If, if you, I'm sure you guys have read it, but it's it's fantastic. Uh, buddy, let's see if we can play golf next week. I'll call you. Sounds good, buddy. All right, brother. There he goes. That's Lauren Gold, uh, the uh, the keyboardist for both the Who and Chicago. Um, and and those concerts are different. I, I love Chicago. I, I've been to them both. Oh, I've been to them both. The Chicago concert is now like you can watch it and kind of feels like an auditorium. The Who still feels like a freaking concert. Like I saw them at Golden One. Yeah, that still feels like a like a concert. Ooh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good arena. It's a good arena up there. It you is. It's a. They did a good. I've job. I've been to a few games there. It's great. They did a good job. All right, let's keep it going. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seventy. Let's go to George in Santa Clara. Hey George, what are you doing? What's cooking? Hey guys, how's it going? What's up? Yeah. You know. Uh, on the topic of booing, I just want to bring up the fact that once Draymond returns, I honestly think he should be booed, and I'm I'm tired of Warriors fans of sticking up for him for the past few years. I don't I don't hate that take at all. I don't think it's going to happen, but I don't hate that take. I think I think the juice isn't worth the squeeze anymore. And, and when you deal with guys that have a thing or an attitude, and they constantly are penalizing the team for their actions, say in baseball terms, a guy gets thrown out in the fourth inning, his term to come to bat is the seventh and the ninth, and he's in the locker room drinking a beer, and he's one of your best players. He can't help you win if he's not there. Sure. So if you if you can't control your temper, you can't control your passion in the sense that you're getting teed up twice and you're in the locker room, or you're getting teed up and you're getting suspended, you're doing me no good as a player, and that's selfish behavior on my part. And 
this whole thing with him, I, I think they're going to be better without him right now because the, the energy vampire that he is in the, in the clubhouse, in the locker room, because I'm always having to talk about him. We're always talking about it. It's another thing. It's national news. You turn on ESPN, you click on any website. It's the number one story about him taking a swing, him choking somebody, him punching his teammates, him kicking somebody in the nuts, whatever it is. Like That gets old as a player. I don't want that around anymore. I don't care if you play with passion. You're the only guy that plays defense and this and that. That's great then. And would they have won four rings without him? Probably not. But that was then and this is now. So now is, we're trying to get back to that. We're trying to cement Steph Curry's legacy with five or six or whatever it's going to be. And if he's detrimental to that, and as an athlete, I always have to sit there and worry about what Draymond's going to do next. And worry about if he's going to be there or not. I mean, availability is is a huge tool in sports. Sure, we talk about speed and jump shot and jumping and, and length or whatever. Or your fastball, how fast you throw a football, whatever it is. We talk about tools, but availability is a huge tool. And if you're not going to be there for me, and I can't count on you, and there's no consistency, I don't even know if I want you on my team. Okay, let's start with this because we did ask Steve Kerr yesterday if there is a silver lining to Draymond's absence. I think there's always silver lining in cases like these, you know, where, you know, somebody's out. I mean, you, you look, I, I look back at the, uh, the year we had worst record in the NBA. We had all those injuries, right? Steph and Clay out for the year, departures with Kevin Durant, Sean Livingston, finished with the worst record in the league. But you know what happened? The guys developed. Jordan. Uh, was thrown into the deep end and we had uh, a group of young players who were forced to play and, and had to deal with a year of adversity and learning about the NBA and we filled up the cup we was like we were so exhausted from whatever it was five straight trips to the finals our guys were, were wiped out and that year we were able to you know get motivated and get get our energy back and we won the championship you know a year and a half later so uh, there's always a silver lining to this stuff and, and as much as we missed Draymond and want him back, it's going to open up playing time and uh, opportunities for other people. That's kind of the take that I have, which is, and, and this is what, uh, what we were talking about yesterday, I can see all the temporary positives to Draymond being out, and it's not just because of a, of a three-game win streak, it's because uh, there is absolutely the avenue to them being a better team than they were when he left when he comes back. Um, because this team was going to need, and it's actually like right now, a lot of the talk is about Trace Jackson Davis. I think it's a little bit more about Jonathan Kaminga. For this team to really have any kind of a special year, Kaminga's going to have to take a huge step. Draymond's absence is going to allow him an avenue to get more consistency. But here's my question in response to what you just said, which is that, um, what was it? The juice is now not worth the squeeze? Yeah. The ability and what he contributes on a daily basis isn't worth what you're putting up with. Here's my question for anyone who thinks that. Why doesn't the team seem to think that yet? Well, they're not going to tell you. Well, but I don't e- I but I don't think they even think it. Okay. Like g- granted, they're not going to say it even if they think it. But I don't think they think it. And so I do wonder this. This is a big sort of thing for me that I I I think is a conflict, which is that um at all points the last two years, the fan base is more mad at Draymond than the team is. And the team is the one being negatively affected, supposedly, by him so much. Um, I still think we're in a spot where he leans in the direction of being, if you want to call it this, a necessary evil. You know, the whole can't live with him, can't live without him. 
I think they can't live without him a little bit more than they can't live with him. But the live with him has taken on a, a different level this year. No doubt. No doubt, but the story's still being it's written. It's like consistent. Like, it, and I'm not going to speculate, but usually, in my experiences, when somebody's acting a little bit more, acting differently, more aggressive, more frequent, there's something going on, man. Like, you I, think I, so? there's something going on. It's not just getting old. That's been the popular answer. Yeah. Like, all the frustration that seems to emanate from the Warriors franchise, whether it's Clay Thompson. Um, you know, fighting air over on the bench. Andrew Wiggins has been benched. Um, Draymond Green is punching people more. These are the things. <laughs> these are the things you do as an elite athlete when your body is not keeping up with your mind anymore. No, yeah, there's something going on. I don't know what. You just okay. don't like flail wildly for the guy grabbing onto you. There's something deeper here. There is. I mean, we'll never find out. And, and to what you said, Mark, like we don't know what. They're saying behind closed doors about Draymond. It's what they say publicly. In in my experience, is what's out there. If if it gets all the way out to us, the public, on stuff that's going on behind the scenes, it's really bad. oh, that means it's been going keep, on for six months. You keep things in house, right? But but their actions are still there. It, it these are their words, and then four years and one hundred million dollars was their action. That suggests to me that they still really think they need him to win. Yeah, they need the old Draymond to win, not yeah. this one, because they're, they're not going to win with this guy. Maybe they they're not. There's just too much going on, and I don't want to have to talk about him every night, and I have to sit there while they, he makes another bad mistake on the court. Now i got to talk about it with the media after the game, and it's just just sucking the life out of me and sucking the life out of our franchise. Like, so, yeah, that Draymond, yes. This Draymond, no. So, And that's why he's getting counseling. He's getting help. But when I hear that, I'm I'm the world's biggest skeptic, Mark. Like seriously, like when and, and knowing we used to sit in the locker room going like if he knew we knew this guy if they knew this guy's an alcoholic and he played drunk yesterday and this guy's doing this and this guy's doing that nobody would watch baseball anymore because this guy's a mess that guy's a mess I'm a mess like whatever. So when I see when I when I hear words like he's the NBA and the Warriors and he's getting counseling, my mind goes to personal experiences of. There, there's got to be something going on. Like, you're not just going to anger management, dude. Like, that's just my speculation. I don't know anything behind the scenes well, based on experience. Th- there was something, and this is a, like an under the radar nugget out of our conversation with Steve yesterday, which is that I think we all went into the suspension under the impression that Draymond was still going to practice with the team. He's allowed to. He's allowed to. And. He was going to stay around the team because that that would provide the you know brethren that uh, that he needs at a time like this. And Steve referenced the fact that he's like I haven't really talked to him in a while, and uh, we were like what? And he's like yeah he's not he's not with us right now he's he's taking some time to himself because they've done everything yeah. in their power. Behind the scenes, whether it's no doubt you have a a, a a team psychologist, whatever it is, calling you into the office. Let's go out and have a beer and talk about it with your teammates. You just can't happen anymore. And when it gets to that point, you've exhausted every avenue within your organization. You got to go elsewhere to maybe help somebody that wants to be helped. You got to want to be helped. That's the key to all this. Yeah. you got to realize that what I, what, I can't do this anymore. I'm letting my teammates down. F.P. Santangelo is here in for dibs. We're uh, presented by Fremont Bank, full-service banking. No compromises. Uh, Rob and JB and Miles and Angel and Marty, stay right where you are. Here we come on uh, Willard and Dibs, 95.7 The Game. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. To Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. We got all kinds of directions we can go. I, it's interesting, you know. I mean, a lot of people want to weigh in on on uh, on Jordan Poole being in town tomorrow night, and uh, maybe this is also because Christmas is Monday, and when you get to the last few days before Christmas. We kind of all freak out. I like we're in that spot where you're like, "Oh gosh, there's four days left," and your mind starts spinning about all the things that you still need to do. I need to get to the mall. I need to get to the get to the get to the all that stuff. Um, the Niners play the freaking Ravens in four days. Let's go, <laughs> and we're just kind of like, "Yeah, you know, the game." It's like, I don't know, man. I think the Eagles and Cowboys, we'll, don't worry. We're coming to your calls here on the uh, on the Draymond and, and Jordan Poole stuff and Warrior stuff for sure. But just real quick, like I, I, I think the Eagles and Cowboys' losses last week are a wonderful thing for the 49ers. It kind of robbed a little juice out of this game. It feels like the Niners could lose and be fine. It's still going to be the one seed. Yeah, I'm all about momentum. I'm all about being healthy yeah, going in the playoffs. Yeah, it's still a big too. game. It's a big it's game. It's a big game. It's a measuring stick for both of them and all that stuff. See, McCaffrey on Sunday, I mean, it, it, he he got dinged up. Like, you watch how much he yes. was getting used. I'm just like, and he's just getting up slow and his, knee, his knee. And I'm just like, can we can we not, can we keep him healthy for the playoffs, please? I don't care anymore. Like, yeah, you want to be a one seed. That week off is huge. But, like, the Ravens are physical. Uh, they, their DB, Marlon Humphrey, said, I don't respect them. I don't respect a single player on their football team. He said that on a podcast. Yeah, well, I watched it. There was a video component to that, and I was like, is he being serious or is he being sarcastic? I mean, he should think that. I mean, wait, wait, but, I, mean I, I don't hate that. I, yeah, I mean, coming in our house, let's go. Well, football players are all maniacal, crazy human beings, especially defenders. So I don't mind that either except for, like – I don't, does that help you? Does that help you to say that about the, the 49ers? Yeah, I don't think you're going to wake them up. <laughs> I don't know. It's I mean, just this. They're be, this team is better than last year's team. The uh, the Niners by far. Oh, not even close. Not even. Close. Of course, you're right. And they, and and I 
I was saying after week three or four that Brock Purdy for MVP, and I kind of like, should I be saying this on the air? And oh, I dude. said it, and I got crushed. I got crushed. I said I got, the same I got thing. Crushed when he beat the Cowboys. I kind of backed off it actually by based on reaction. Well, They're like, are you stupid? Nobody else. They lost three the next three games. Yeah. But when they went five and zero, oh, yeah. and he does that on Sunday Night Football, yeah. I, 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 was, I was spewing that in every direction, and I made fun of it yesterday because there was a guy. There's the, yes, you got crushed, I got crushed. There was one listener in particular, though, that was literally to the point of, like, there needs to be some accountability here. You need to apologize. This is disingenuous. You should probably not be allowed to be on the air for the next few weeks, if not longer. I mean, really offended at the core that I brought up Brock Purdy and MVP. He needs to apologize to you. Well, right I was now. asking our YouTube audience, like, oh, can anybody remember who it was? Because suddenly that person is poof, yeah. gone to Not the wind. shocked. <laughs> no, but I mean, who's played? I mean, the, the numbers bear it out. Nobody's playing better than he is. No, he's going to win it. If he, if he wins this game on Monday, he's going to win it. Keep the chip on your shoulder. Keep proving people wrong. Totally. I mean, I, that's why he resonates. Dude, I mean, just because you get your chance, you got to take advantage of opportunity. You get your day in the sun, you got to shine. And he he didn't have the luxury of as a first round pick to throw three interceptions his first game. Like he had to come out and play. And if he didn't play, they were going to go get somebody else. Yeah. And then th- th- so there's that that pressure that Trey Lance didn't have because they were going to give Trey Lance, you know, some room, some room. Sure. Yes. And they he did, he's never had that luxury. Now the tricky part's going to be if they do win it all or they do go deep into the playoffs, and he does get the contract to always keep that chip on his shoulder. Mm, based on what I was saying earlier. Good point. Once he starts driving the fancy cars and what he seems grounded, right? Very, very religious, very grounded. Um, and it, it seems like he's just got that gunslinger. He's 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 got the fu in him. He does, and I and, he doesn't and, look and, like until he does. like the last three games, the Warriors haven't had that in them. They got one guy now, maybe Pajemski, two guys. They have that fu in them. Mm. They just they're kind of playing. They're kind of playing. They're not skipping the ball around the thing. You're used talking to. about Steph is the other one. Steph's the guy that has the. He's yeah. got fu in him. You got to have that. You got to keep that. You it's hard think, to keep that. You, as you don't think Clay has that. Clay, no. Clay, no, Clay doubts himself all the time. Well, that's, he says things, and you're like, man, yeah, he's really searching. No, that's true. That's true. And, and if he that. misses some shots, you can see it, his body language, and you, you, he believes in this team. I love his quotes after the game. He's he hasn't wavered one bit, no matter how bad they're playing. True. Uh, but I'm talking about that fu in, in the battle, in the heat of battle, when you're looking at somebody reading their body language. That's why Pajemski's starting now. He's got the fu. Mm-hmm. Brock's got that. He's got to keep it. All the Niners I feel like the whole Niners team. Whole Seriously, there. like they just walk in with their boombox and their fu. Absolutely, like the whole damn franchise. Um, they're about as fun as, as almost anything I can remember in my lifetime in watching sports in uh, in the Bay Area. If they win this whole thing, you know, like even has Jake Moody has FU because he uses all eighteen feet six inches of the uprights. <laughs> I mean, anybody could kick like, it down the middle. I'm gonna I'm gonna use it all, baby. I FU. Still, I still think there there's an uh, there's the underbelly of the Niners is if they end up needing a game winning <laughs> no. field goal in the playoffs. It's like this whole is it a house of cards? It's a beautiful castle that they've built, and it looks like the moat 
is 20 feet long and 100 feet deep. He's fine. But is it a house of cards We're if fine. they're down 24-23 with two seconds left and they're lining up from 43 yards? Let's say I'd rather have Justin Tucker. Oh, That's a, that's a big advantage this week, by the way. Nobody <laughs> really talks about it the is. kickers. Yeah. yeah, Baltimore's got the kicker edge. Um, all right, 888-957-9570. That's FP Santangelo in for dibs. Hanging out all afternoon right here. He is now with us. Um, at 95.7 The Game. Thrilled to have him and thrilled to have all of you. Miles and Hayward. Hey, Miles, what's up? Miles, are you there? Oh, speakerphone. See you, Miles. Miles doing dishes. Yeah, uh, you got to do them. Um, Rob in Richmond. Hey, Rob, what are you doing? I'm just walking out of the store with a six pack. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Rob. I got FOMO all the time. Christmas is today for Rob. You can't hear me? Yo, no, yeah, we got, got you, we got man. You. We just, we're radio hosts, so we talk over people. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's uh, all good. Real quick, last night you, you mentioned that uh, the crowd would not back up Draymond in officiating if he starts arguing. I got to completely disagree with that. Uh, I don't think that's what I said, Rob. That's not what I said. I remember the conversation. What I said was, does it sort of feel like the crowd's Adam's apple gets grabbed if he starts going after a ref? I didn't say they wouldn't back him. I I, I think that it would be a nervous moment. you got to understand now, if Draymond goes crazy again, Rob, that's that's it. He's out for the year. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Uh, Next uh, next one, I will not be... Clapping for pool, I won't boo. And then my third one is: Would you start Brock or Mahomes in fantasy this week? Ha! So Mahomes is home against the Raiders. Brock is home against the Ravens. I tell you what, man. The conventional wisdom would say Pat, um, but there are a couple things. First of all, I would argue that uh, of late. Brock has been way more consistent in fantasy, but I got a different reason for saying I would do Brock. I would do Brock because that's just the most fun way to play it, to have the quarterback in the last game of the week. That's why I would do it. But conventional wisdom would say, Pat, what would you do? Rob, I don't care about what you guys are talking about. What kind of of beer do you have? That's all I want to know. I got Bud Light. (laughs) I know, not a fan favorite. No, no, I'm joking. I would take Brock. Uh, I would take Brock over anybody right now. Anybody in in the NFL on my fantasy team? I mean, he, he, his numbers are incredible. Yeah, like every yeah, number you could three imagine. Three or four touchdown passes a game. It seems right? like who would you play in front of Brock Purdy right now in fantasy? In, thing, fantasy in, in any in anything as a quarterback, who would you play in front of him? <sighs> Name me one. I mean, you know. Sorry, do, I didn't mean to like. No, shoot do you, you do two? I was trying to be funny. No, no, no. It's good. I listen. I'm in. I'm in three <laughs> semifinal games. That start, you're going to have a hard time in the 5 o'clock hour, okay? Evan, because I'm going up against Evan Giddings, and he's got Kyron Williams, and I've got Puka Nakua. So you could, you, I know you can do a solo radio show. You want to Puka just, is the man. You want to do five fifteen I, I to know six, he's a, and I'll just watch the game. No, I don't know. I need callers. <laughs> I need <laughs> well, lots of callers. We got, we got callers. Yeah, uh, got yeah. Callers. Uh, Puka's Puka's the pick, dude. He's yeah. They're, yeah. PPR too. Yeah, he's. I lucked out so much. I had the number one waiver priority after he freaked out that week. Was it against the Niners or was it week one? 
I can't even remember. It was week one. Week one. He was so good. Can I toot my own horn real quick? Toot humble, it. humble brag. Do it. I played fantasy football one year and one year only. And it was 1999 as a giant. I did it in the clubhouse, and I won. Wait and I'm on the trophy in the clubhouse. My name is engraved in the fantasy football trophy. Is that I, still there? Yeah. Like, and there's a yeah. new name every, every year? year yeah. Who are some of the other names on I don't it? know. You don't even know. I was, I was the name of my team was the Trace Verdes, which means three greenies. Uh-huh. And that was, uh, for whatever reason, <laughs> that was the name of my team. I don't know for why. Whatever reason. I made that up for whatever reason. And yeah, I, <laughs> and so I'm one and done. Spoke like, what, to the former me. What else? Could I, you know what JT's late father, Jack, um, it told me that the Rams were going to be good and this guy Kurt Warner could play and Isaac Bruce and Torrey Holt. So I took them all in the draft and nobody knew who they were. It Get was the out. greatest show See on the turf. Greatest show I on just turf. blew everybody. Dude, I blew everybody away every week. And there was not one close game. And I won. The, I just ran the table. And and fantasy was. I was. I, it was a thing, but it was not this thing. Not not, not no, even no. close no, back no, then. Technology. Yeah. We no just joke. called each what other. What did you on do? The phone. Yeah. Did you like send each other pieces we of paper? Smoke screens. <laughs> I mean, smoke signals. Smoke screens. Smoke signals. <laughs> Monday morning, you yeah. hand out a piece of binder paper with the scores <laughs> on it. Incredible. Um, you're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM and HD One San Francisco, always live on the Free Odyssey app, Twitch, and YouTube. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. network. 